Hey everybody, welcome to Una Lom, the career exploration podcast, where we have set out to explore the daunting yet exciting world of careers. Join us as we speak to professionals from all over the world. Uh, it's not just about getting it accepted, but also the publishing process itself takes really long because then it's about editing and, you know, you'll get feedback on the kind of work that you've written. It could be structural, it could be grammatical, it could be developmental. So there are different types of editing as well. So you have to have two voices, you have to have two identities. One is as author and one is as editor. And if you're able to do that, you're actually, you will be much more successful because if you can critique your own work and that's what you end up learning in writers workshops as well is how to critique your own work. Um, because if you can do that, then, you know, you already have one check checks and balances sort of system in place where you are critiquing your own work and saying, okay, this isn't working for me. And you're able to be honest about it with yourself. So one part of it is writing and then another part is completely technical where you're understanding that this isn't working for my story. I need to scrap it and I, I, I need to maybe rewrite this chapter, rewrite some of the characters, this character isn't working. So all of those things, you have to be really honest about that. And those are things that either an editor at a publishing house will give you feedback on, but more often than not, you're not going to get accepted if those things are not in place. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's cutthroat competition because there are so many books in the market and, you know, everybody aspires to write or be an author. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, so you really need to know how to critique yourself. And you do that, you develop that by reading a lot of books, by yeah. knowing what is good writing, by cre- writing work. Firstly, I think the, the major thing is to write to actually just keep writing it doesn't matter how bad your writing is initially your story may not shape up and it doesn't matter none of this matters you just have to persevere right so what are some common traps for aspiring authors and uh, what is some advice that you have for budding writers some of the questions that i get are around uh, i think it's about writing just blocks in your writing process that you you get blocked a lot of people get the writer's block. I haven't touched wood. Hopefully, I never will. But I've never been blocked when it comes to writing. But there are a lot of... And that's not to say that it's good or bad. Uh, it's something that's common. Um, maybe in the future, I'll experience it as well. Uh, but but yeah, I think we all go through this particular you know phase where you, you may get blocked or you may feel scared or you may... Uh, it's also an ex- emotional experience. So it's a mix of things that you really have to believe in your work first and be willing to put it out there. Uh, and then I think with writer's block, what I typically suggest is that there are certain exercises that you can do, which really helped me. For example, when I was writing my first novel, I would follow this routine of waking up in the morning and then I would write whatever. Uh, um, it's not about what you're writing so much as that you're writing. And then you get used to writing a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so it becomes almost like second nature to write. Whether you're feeling sad, happy, whatever. I mean, your go-to thing, your go-to activity becomes writing. And so then it's very difficult for you to be blocked. And my, my dad was like, but he told me that, look, 
you'll do a degree but then you'll come back and you'll be frustrated because you won't get a job in publishing and it doesn't pay as much now i don't know to what extent it holds true now because communication as a field has really taken off and so there's so many options which are available to you now uh then might have been available to me back then uh, but but that was the advice that he gave me and he said that if you if you're so passionate about writing writers write despite having a day job and i really took that seriously i thought that was good advice some common traps are you know being emotionally just being really scared about writing the book that you want to write and that's the first step because and that will always happen the, the interesting thing is none of these things change you'll always be scared when you're writing a book okay it doesn't matter how experienced you are as a writer uh the nature the nature of the work is such that it's it's so intensely personal that you know you always have this element of fear when you put it out um you know as to whether people will like it will they read it all of that that's something what you do get uh really good at is handling that fear and so that's what you need to do initially i think if you can build a base uh, for yourself and and just as a foundation um be confident in your work and get used to rejection and persevering through rejection um make sure you have a writing uh, routine i think that's really important again a common trap is to believe that you have to write only when you know what you're going to write that's not true actually some of my best writing has happened when i didn't know what i was going to write and the story literally took me i mean the characters just played out on paper i was writing i was so absorbed that for 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 6 8 hours i didn't know that you know the whole day had passed but i was writing because the characters were doing something on their own and so some of my best writing the parts of the book which have you know have been written like that i think are, are are the ones that i am most proud of because they just happen so naturally and so you don't you you show up to the desk you show up to you know your work as a writer and that's 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 really 50% of the work just showing up and and you know writing do you you know do you, does the narrative drive your character and their development or you know does the character drive the narrative Yeah, I think I I really believe in character driven stories. So for me that works because uh I connect with um the person's story. I think it it was also when I was talking to people, I was connecting with their stories and so Shweta became a voice, you know, for all those millions of women who didn't have one. And so for me it was something i was connecting with her and with her story and i wanted wanted to see her get out of this situation in a successful manner and so that was really what drove me to to write the book and it was definitely character driven yeah and i needed to see her figure it out so now we all live in a digital era and everything is becoming online so like uh, and physical bookstores are closing as well as libraries So what do you think the future for authors look like and like how is this going to affect them I think it's so I think words will always have a space now the form that they take can vary mm-hmm. it can be in the form of digital poetry which i see now which is very interesting it can be augmented reality but there'll always be words mm-hmm. i think that's something that's mm-hmm. part of civilization part of our communication pattern so i don't think that's going to change much um the form might change and the way we consume it might change and there are certain 
you know the theory that i was mentioning earlier there are some consequences to changing the format for example like i said with television you're not really thinking things through clearly but with with reading you do you have the ability to you know you're engaged but yet you're disengaged in a certain sense you're connected to yourself but you're also connected with the work that you're reading and so there are consequences to the formats that we create uh, so things haven't changed too much i think we're still reading books but the formats of you know words being used in in digital spaces have changed a little bit but essentially it's the same i think the art of storytelling isn't going to change unless we evolve as humans the art of storytelling will not change you also spoke about your edtech platform you know education for growth so can you tell us about it and you know what the idea was behind it okay so that was also an interesting journey parallelly to to writing i you know i started getting interested in actually storytelling in education and so i wanted to and then edtech the technology space itself i think for for my generation for yours as well is something that was up and coming but in my time edtech in india at least hadn't taken off as much so i think this is what 2009 2010 so i started thinking about ideas of uh, you know how do you use storytelling and connect it with a technology to uh then introduce concepts and conceptual learning in classrooms and so that this was a, this is something i'm still exploring <laughs> this is a very wide as i realized much later as i got into it i mean i applied to harvard i got in and then i studied this particular this was my focus area and so the, i realized that it's something that's not very easy to answer uh you know how do you use storytelling in education because there has to be it's the way that you study and track learning outcomes i think a lot of education science or learning science is something that we still haven't haven't put into practice so learning science is is a developing area because neuroscience for example the study of the brain itself is is also in its nascent stage and so i think but when we this is what i understood um that when we do have a lot of data uh when we talk about neuroscience that's the study of the brain and how we think and all of that then learning which is of course an an outcome of that um is something that you know we'll see a lot more happening in learning science this is something that actually is happening now because the more that the more developments that you would see in neuroscience the more you'll see in learning science as well they're all interconnected and so we definitely need to see innovation in education but it's it will take some time for us to really develop um, you know new ways to engage with the learner so i think i was really excited about um, edtech in particular because in school i was very disengaged <laughs> so so i think it came from again a a personal space as to i didn't enjoy certain aspects of school at all and then i really enjoyed certain other aspects in school and then i wondered why aren't these aspects the main curriculum why aren't they part of the main curriculum you know like for example when i had entrepreneurship classes when we had to do things it was hands on learning whenever there was hands on learning i think i was so excited and yeah but when it was bookish and although i love reading but the kind the kinds of books you read also in school 
I mean, the curriculum is just so uninspired yeah. in in many <laughs> exactly. ways, right? And and yeah. this is really like then you think back and you wonder because you you are spending like twenty plus years of your foundational learning experiences. They're all in school, and yeah. then half of the time you're bored. <laughs> the other half you're trying to figure out. You know, okay, I'm bored, but then does that make me like a bad student or a bad? like am i am i defective <laughs> you know so I, i think that i think that what needs to change is not the student but the learning experiences need to change but i think for me especially it was more about how can we change the way we yeah. uh, you know radically teach and learn different. Yeah, yeah radically different or just how do we reimagine things and uh, introduce technology but then introduce it in a way where it's engaging and not just a reproduction yeah. of the same old and then you know I what think- actually the other thing that i want to also talk about today for just a few minutes is that you keep you keep reinventing yourself your career is not stagnant so i think another misconception just it doesn't matter whether it's about writing or any field uh you always have to reinvent yourself and that's something i i realized the hard way <laughs> you know but i think i wish that i had known that when i was younger that everybody thinks that you will have this one path that you follow and yes for many people that's how things pan out but yeah. if you want to do something different or you want to create change i think then it doesn't work like, like that uh, yeah. and so you constantly have to reinvent uh, yourself and and also i think even if the path is straight you do have to reinvent and you have to keep learning so i think that whole the whole idea of you know lifelong learning and all of that which now i'm so glad people are taking seriously in schools also and colleges also that it's more about loving uh the process of learning and not just what yeah. you're learning then you yeah. build this foundation of perseverance resilience you know just having belief in yourself um being uh, excited about learning things like this which are very which sound very basic but are very complicated mm-hmm. uh because they they require so much emotional uh, resilience and strength So I think that that's then you'll you'll be fine. You'll be faced with difficult situations, but you'll find a way to get out of it. And you'll you'll keep believing it. And I think that that for me that has been the biggest thing. My north star has been just belief in myself and my ideas and my intuition and you know just being one with what I want out of life. And and if you can do that, I think you can forge a new, uh, not a new path, but maybe a new path. for yourself if not a new path uh, you know all together uh, that can take many many years of uh, hard work to actually forge a new path is something which we all talk about but it's it's difficult yeah uh, so you have to be realistic also about what you want to achieve i think there's so much of emotional intelligence that you require which is not something that we're taught in schools Yeah. um unfortunately right it's all academic in nature so you you'll choose a stream but then what about there are people you are dealing with when you choose a stream once you yeah. go out so not about it's all about managing yourself your emotions managing other people managing expectations yours as well as theirs so i think these are these are the things that make your career make or break your career finding mentors who believe in you finding people who will tell you that you make sense and then also finding people who will tell you that you're not making any sense but sometimes not listening to the people who are saying that you're not making any sense so it's all about and then it comes back to believing in yourself so, <laughs> so i think it's it's a lot of trial and error but yeah. you have to have the base of all of that is just 
you know resilience and perseverance and guts and you know so you want to meet certain people but not everyone yeah. but unfortunately that's how things are you have to meet um a lot of people for you to be able to communicate your goals to them especially yeah. when it's uh, a business um but actually not even um you know it's not even limited to business it's for anything you have to talk to people you have to be comfortable uh letting yourself uh, be heard so yeah so and and then sometimes it won't happen you won't be successful at communicating or the other person doesn't want to listen so those things also happen so you yeah. have to learn how to deal with that <laughs> so there is a lot of you know conflict <laughs> tension conflict but it's fun i think yeah. if you don't take yourself too seriously and you don't take others too seriously you will be fine right so you just have to be really resourceful and say okay um be comfortable in that zone of no comfort where you you don't know what you're doing it's it's like free falling right you're just free falling yeah. Yeah. into whatever you want to do but that's okay where and I, you'll realize also at least i have that when you're free falling you end up getting the maximum number of opportunities mm-hmm. it's when you're not free falling that you don't Exactly. because you're stuck in one you're place exactly they just in one place right? exactly <laughs> yeah that's the whole point so you have to push yourself to again go for a free fall and then yeah. you're just like oh my god i don't know <laughs> i don't know what to do hard pe chala ke i'm falling right <laughs> yeah 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 exactly wahi hard pe chala ke you find a way and then you swim but that's how life is and that's what you want to be doing as much as you can because then that's where you will get uh you know that zeal and enthusiasm for life will just uh, remain with you so that's all for today's episode unalom is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as google podcasts youtube and spotify so be sure to follow us on your favorite streaming platform until next time <laughs>